I see this kid. This some bitch has a full beard. Full beard. I'm like, who's the dude with the beard? And they're like, oh, that's George. The <laughs> <laughs> beard was little. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, man, that's a that's a pretty sick beard for a 15 year old. Like, <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to the Move Podcast. We're talking. It's a new year, right? It's 2024. Welcome to 24. Uh, as we started years ago, re- really, uh, with Johan's suggestion, cause he just has a crystal ball and knows everything about cycling, including, you know, 17 year olds that nobody's ever heard of. He said, why don't we do an up and comer show? Like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. We don't know who to talk about, but tell us who to talk about. And lo and behold, what are we four years in? What Yohan, what's what's your percentage or hit percentage on picking these young riders? It has to be 70%. Well, I, I don't know. I never calculated it, but you know, I mean it's not it's not that difficult. I think the most important is to follow the sport. And uh, you know, I still talk to a lot of people uh, within the Peloton. What's amazing actually is how over the years, especially the last three, four years. Uh, they start to scout juniors. Now they start to scout cadets, which are you know, like mm. 15, 16 year olds. Wow. Um, so, so it's, you know, they're getting younger and younger. And uh, so the guys we're going to talk about today, a few of them will surprise people uh, because of their really young mm. age. Great. Well, obviously joined by Johan Bruniel. Uh, also look at it up there. Uh, this is a new, we're, we're, we're it, of course it is George. So let's, there's no telling where George is, right? It's George. It could be anywhere, right? I know he just was in Aspen big time and everybody, uh, you know, he, it, the week before that down in Costa Rica, just, just chilling Pura Vida, baby. Um, so I don't, I don't know where George is, but George, great to have you. Nice to see you guys. I'm actually in Greenville. I'm at our good friend Brody Glenn's office. I'm here for meetings uh, with him today. So I stepped out and bar in his conference room. So yeah, here I am. I tell you that, that Brody is something. I mean, it's it, folks and kids, we're talking about up, up and comers. Any kids listen, if you forget bike racing, if you ever want to get really rich, here's what you do. You just build storage units. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. Just go, just go throw up some storage units in some secondary uh, cities in, in America. You know, these sort of second tier cities, as they call them. And you know what? You pretty much just print money. It's a good deal. Uh, also, JB, you're just down the street. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, I'll add to before we get into the show. One of the reasons I, I think it's the most anticipated show of the year and, and things have changed, which we've talked about is, you know, these, like you said, these up and comers, Johan's identifying them at 17, 18, 19 years old, and they're getting the opportunity to win at the world tour level at 2021. 20, mm-hmm. You go back 10 plus years. If we we were doing this, we wouldn't be hearing them uh, winning races for, you know, what, six years at least. Yeah. But now they come right in and they're, and they're winning. It already happened at Tour Down Under. Mm-hmm. We'll, I'm sure we'll mention that. It did. We will. We will. Before we jump into the action, today's show brought to you by Zwift. All right. It said we're in the middle of indoor season and our We Do Club is popping with over 1,500 members joining our weekly rides. We Do Wednesday, which is a casual cafe ride. Well, casual for most people, 
not so casual for some and suffer Sunday. That's truly for the suffer lovers. There's never been a better time to get started riding indoors with Zwift. Zwift smart trainer. The Zwift hub is now a better value than ever. For 599 bucks, not only do you get a smart trainer with a pre-installed cassette of your choice, but you can also get free shipping when you enter the code Zwift Hub at checkout. There's more to do on Zwift than ever before. Join us for a We Do Wednesday or a Suffer Sunday. Head on over to Zwift.com to grab your Zwift Hub. And do not forget to use the code Zwift Hub for free shipping. Also today brought to you by Bicycle. That's B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E, Bicycle. Bicycle has evolved the way pre-owned bikes are bought and sold. We're a band of riders building a community who expect more from their bike marketplace, more security, more clarity, and more connection. Selling a bike has never been easier. Based on the bike brand, model, and condition, our algorithm suggests a selling price to help you move your bike quickly and our template makes it easy to create a listen listing, my bad, create a listing in less than three minutes. Sellers can opt in to receive a bike box and packaging materials sent directly to your door. Bicycle also manages logistics by supplying shipping labels, and we coordinate pickups at your address. Something I'll add to this, Lance, that I've, I've learned is if you, if you sit on a bike, an old bike in your garage for too long, it, it becomes almost worthless. There's like a, this magic window, I think, of when you have a bike, you ride it maybe a few seasons, flip it while it still has value and get into the newest, latest, greatest. There, there's a, it's a real art to it. But if you made the mistake I did and you're sitting on them for too long, you kind of lose out on that. And, so this totally makes think, sense. Think about all the bikes that were sold during COVID. Guys and gals, if you're not really into it, feel it's dangerous, here's your place to flip that bike. Uh, totally pre-owned, totally secondhand, but top-notch uh, and top class. Head on over to buycycle.com. Enter the code WEDO24. That's WEDO24. That takes away the seller's fee when you're selling your bike. Again, that's buycycle.com, and the code is WEDO24. All right, let's talk about these up-and-comers. And, of course, Johan, I mean, you're just such a fucking Svengali when it comes to this. It's just crazy. I thought you were going to I thought you were going to say you're such a nerd. Hey, JB, will you edit this out? Yeah, Johan, you are such a nerd when it comes to this. I tell you, I tell you what's, I tell you what's, um, what's cool to see and, and, uh, is, you know, we're now starting to see, and we've already seen this the last few years, we're starting to see some kids of the guys that we raced with. Right. And and mm -hmm. so we've got some names on the list this year. Um, but it's just, it's just, I don't know if it's cool or if it makes you feel old, but now we're starting, of course, we're we just, you know, just on this zoom, you got a guy who surely in Enzo Hincapi in a couple of years is going to be on this list, but we, you know, it's, you know, your first name, I'll let you run with it, Johan, but you know, uh, the, son of, of a guy that we not just, you know, rode around and was packed filling the Peloton. This was a guy we duked it out with. Well, yeah, Igor Arieta. So, um, uh, Igor Arieta is a Spanish guy born in 2002. So he's 21 going to turn 22, but, uh, just signed with UAE. He was already a pro last year. Um, I've, I've, I, you know, I, I kind of wondered what happened to him. Apparently he had a big injury last year and was out of circulation for a very long time. But uh, now on UAE, um, not on the development team, but on the pro team, 
Um, I've seen him do some things already in Mallorca, uh, his first race with the pros uh, last week. And I have to say, I was I was impressed with his power and his the way he raced. Um, he didn't win uh, that stage, but you know, really put on a big performance. And from what I'm hearing, that guy's the real deal. You know, tall guy, only 64 kilos. So um, I mean, these guys are just all rounders. You know, he's he's really good on the climbs, but all, apparently also a really good time trial time trialist. And and his dad, Jose Luis Arrieta, was. Uh, one of the Gregarios in, in Banesto and in Cas de Parn and in Movistar, and then later turned out to be a DS in, in Movistar. He's not anymore now, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the DNA is there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the next two I've, I've found interesting, um, Johan, just cause of course, all of us have followed the movements of some of these super teams, obviously Enios created this wave. Jumbo Visma or Visma or whatever it is now, Lisa bike sort of picked it up UAE. And, and, and of course one of those super teams and superpowers just a few years ago was quick step. And, you know, we, we can't deny that, 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 uh, things have evolved there, but our, our next two that you've singled out looks like quick step got their mitts on. Yeah, well, they do have a development team also also now. I mean, they let's not forget, they had a development team a long time ago. Um, Philippe comes from there. A uh, bunch of a bunch of guys that are on the team now come from their development team, which they stopped, I think, three, four years ago. Uh, but they do have the development team again since two years. And this first guy, uh, the French guy, Paul Manier, uh, only 19 years old, born in 2004, um, a sprinter who impressed in the under 23 category, but, uh, also his first race in Mallorca, a bunch print won it dominantly. Um, you know, the was there. There were some really good sprinters there and, um, and he won it very dominantly. Uh, what I was really impressed about is that that team, I heard, I heard uh, an interview of one of the guys and th that was their plan. They, before the stage, they already said, okay, today our leader is this 19 year old new guy because we think he can win. <laughs> and he did, he won. Um, I was really impressed, really impressed with him. Yeah. And you saw, I mean, we all know as a 19 year old kid, I mean, you get no, no freedom in the last five kilometers of a, a race like that, where you got the established guys like Damar, um, and, and the other guys, I forget the names, but they clearly usually have it right away. But this kid had no fear. I mean, elbows out, did not hit the brakes, had a great lead out from the third guy on your list, Luke Limperi, that uh, also is an incredible sprinter, comes to the United States uh, like once or twice a year, wins the Criterium National Championships easily against some of the best, the best sprinters here in the United States. And and uh, I know we haven't really hit him yet, but he took a sort of a, a different approach, raced in England for a couple of years on his own. Um, so you can to me indicates that he's got a really strong head, doesn't mind being away from home and is all in to become the best he can be. And I think the history that uh, Sudal Quistep has in producing some of the best sprinters in the world gives them a lot of um, advantage in getting these young guys where they might not have to pay him as much money as the other teams, but they have a proven track record in producing the best sprinters in the world. And I think it's really enticing for guys like Paul and Luke Perry to go to that program and and perhaps become the next Cavendish or, you know, some of these guys that we've been watching them over the last 10 years. I think yeah, it's pretty wild. I think it's really wild that you say they come in and, Hey, you're working for this 19 year old. 
So I'd love to hear from you guys. What's that like for the, the, the seasoned veterans on the team to hear that? And then also, what can this young 19-year-old do to win over the team, yeah, well, gain they, their respect? They knew already. I mean, I've, I've read a quote from Patrick Lefebvre saying, on, you know, on the training camp in, in the south of Spain, this guy, Paul Manier, in, in, I mean, they, they train everything, right? They train sprint trains, they train, they train sprints, they train, they train the time trials. Manier was beating four times out of five, uh, Tim Merlier in the sprints uh. on the training camp. So they all knew, you know, that they were going to work for a guy who could deliver. And that, let's, you know, let's not blind ourselves on the, the, the results of this, this, those first races, right? I mean, they're short races. Uh, Mallorca is Mallorca. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, 80% of the Peloton is still there to train. Uh, but, you know, once they get in the final, it's real racing. And so these, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw this interview of Lamperti before the, before the stage. And he said, yeah, you know, I, I really want to do good. But today we are working for Paul. <laughs> I said, Paul who? Paul who? <laughs> Until I saw the finish. Yeah. I said, okay, I know who Paul is now. Yeah, and it, it, uh, Johan, that reminds me a lot of when Tom Bonin came through our first camp. You know, same, similar sort of situation, 19, 20-year-old kid, um, obviously super young. Uh, we were all there, veterans at the time, but came in with a ton of confidence and a ton of power to back it. And it's one of those things where you know, like, okay, uh, we, can, we can go into a race and confidently work for this kid, even though he doesn't have much of a track record in the pros, and he'll probably uh, do very well. All right, next up, an American. Luke, compared to George, you just touched on him. Um, what's, 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 by the way, soft spot in my heart. Got a son named Luke, so go Luke Lamperti. What, what's his story? George, what do you know about him? Well, just, I, I've been following him for the last couple of years. I've heard he's very fast, embraced in England, so took a sort of a different approach, as I mentioned earlier. Um, not afraid to be away from home all in to become the best he can be race for a team called Trinity. But he'd come back to the U S for the national championships every year and completely dominate the criterion, which we know is not European road cycling, but still we have some very fast, you know, specialized guys in criteriums. And he would go there on his own and beat our best American crit riders. Um, for, for being a road rider, not racing many criteriums throughout the year is very impressive in my opinion. And, now we can see why uh, uh, Sudal Quickstep took him on and has put a lot of faith in in, uh, in his future. Yeah. Le favor, making moves. Yeah. Next up is a guy I, I really want to, I really want to uh, talk a little bit about. We already talked about him in, in our other show of about Tour Down Under, the Mexican, Isaac mm -hmm. Del Toro, um, yeah. born in 2003. Yeah. So uh, still 20 years old, um, tall guy. Won the Tour de l'Avenir last year. We, we, we follow that closely because our good friend, Matteo Ricchitello, was in the lead. And, uh, I mean, Del Toro beat him fair and square. There was nothing yep. he could do. Um, that guy, apparently, from what I hear, is the real deal. He's still, um, you know, what we also need to look at, at from these guys is the young guys who's already super professional and have everything optimized in terms of training, nutrition, equipment, recovery, and the guys who are still have a big uh, progression margin. And apparently Del Toro still has to learn a lot. Um, so that's very promising. But the way he raced in Tour Down Under, uh, he won stage two. We talked about it in our show. 
uh, about tour down under. I mean, that was impressive for a climber to attack in the last kilometer. You know, we, we, we don't see those attacks anymore nowadays. You know, it's the speeds are so high that once the, the sprint trains are going, it's impossible to attack like a guy like Ekimov did in the past or, or Nadam, Yellow Nadam did in the past. This guy Wait, did. You're going way back there. Yo. <laughs> but this guy did an Ekimov. This, this guy did an Ekimov. And, and, and he kept it until the finish, uh, you know, to be able to do that in your first race ever with the pros. I mean, that's, that's impressive. And then on top of that, he finished third in the GC. So, um, I think Isaac del Toro is definitely a name to remember. And we're going to hear a lot, a lot, a lot of him in the future. Well, here's, yeah, I agree, here's, Johan. We, here's we, here. go ahead, George. And I'll, 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 I'll Lance and I have actually done that finish where he attacked with one K to go. I'm sure Lance doesn't remember, but it's very, very difficult to finish gradual climb most of the way the last four or five K. Um, and in this race, particularly this year, I mean, it was so aggressive. You saw guys getting dropped. You saw guys attacking on the front and for him to have the confidence to say, you know what, I'm just going to go from a K out, catch the breakaway and keep going. And, uh, you know, not even look back for the most part. Uh, I was incredibly impressed with that attack. Uh, the thing that stands out, uh, uh, to me about, uh, Isaac del Toro is, uh, everything that everybody just said is exactly right. And yes, that win at tour down under was super impressive, but also just the timing of that move. I think that's for a young rider is hard to know you're looking around and just, there's that lull. And then, you know, it's time it's that nose for the finish, right? That's, that's, you, you can't teach that, right? That's, that's something that somebody has for whatever reason. But the thing here is, I mean, think about this, right? You have a kid from Mexico, which is, is, is our neighbor is right here. We, we can literally, and I, we're going to go back 40 years, maybe, maybe in the entirety of the sport, you can name two. I mean, we could poll everybody listening to the show, name two Mexican professional cycles. I bet you they can only name one, right? So uh, Raul Alcala Raul Alcala and Miguel Arroyo, right? And, and most people do not know Miguel Arroyo was a great rider. Uh, rode with LeMond and rode on some of those great teams. Um, but this is not a place. Look, we're talking about France. We're talking about Italy. We're talking about Spain. We're even talking about America. Mexico, as great of a country as it is, I love Mexico. They do not produce professional cyclists. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's the great, like, then I go, well, how did this kid find the bike? Like what, what was it? And I think he, he, he grew up down on Baja. We looked this up after we were talking about him after tour down under, he, he grew up down in Baja, but just like, what was his journey to just get into cycling? Well, it's, it's right. basically, it's thanks to this, to this private initiative, this club, AR Monex pro cycling team, apparently cycling, uh, as a structure in Mexico is all messed up. The Federation is corrupt. I think they're even suspended. Um, and so always problems, you know, the, the, the young categories don't function, but this particular team, AR Monex pro cycling team, they, uh, they do an amazing job on the scouting and they have a base in Italy. Hmm. So Isaac del Toro has spent at least two years racing in Italy hmm. before he moved now to UAE. So that, obviously that's where he learned the job, but still you have to detect those guys. You have to find them. Um, somebody from the team has contacted me, uh, on Instagram and uh, because they're listening to the show and they said, okay, this is just the first one of more to come. So, wow. uh, that's very promising for Mexican cycling. Hmm. 
Yeah, they were rabid on our uh, comment section after the UAE tour. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> tour down under. They were just that we have a, we have a big uh, audience Mex in Mexico. We have a big base there that are super pumped on this kid. So yeah. welcome to the show, Great. all of you. We all right, before we get to the next, uh, next batch here, today's show also brought to you by AG1. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for the last five years, I've been drinking AG1 every day with no exceptions. If I'm at home, I use the, the big batch I have. If I'm on the road, I take the travel packs. It's very simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel energized, focused, nourished and ready to take on the day. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. And as I've said a zillion times, and none of this is, by the way, none of this has changed. I am still terrible with, and I, I hope my mom's not listening, like fruits and vegetables. I don't know what's wrong with me, but you know what? I've got a hack. And that's it. It's AG1. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it is AG1. Uh, if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs, as I referenced earlier, with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash the move. That's drinkag1.com slash the move. Also today brought to you by HVMN. Now we often hear that fasting and exercise are good for the brain. HVMN launched the world's first drinkable ketone in 2017. Ketone IQ is their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. Ketone IQ delivers clean fuel that can cross the blood-brain barrier, supplying your brain and body sustained energy, mental focus, and sharpness. By the way, I'm, I, mean, I, get, I get questions about HVMN and ketone IQ. I literally, and I know George, you probably get the same. I get a question about it every single day. People are like, man, is that real? And I'm like, look, <laughs> I think so. Uh, just to give it a shot. Uh, it's, it's been a game changer. Absolutely works. You can save 30% off your first subscription order of ketone IQ at HVMN.com slash the move. Again, that's HVMN.com slash the move. It gets you 30% off. Last one of the day and a new one. We're going to have a little fun with this one. Today's show brought to you by Tushy. All right. Tushy has finally made the number two cleanup more hygienic and better for the environment. You can now have a fresh stream of water, the same water as your sink or shower, to clean up your bum after every deuce. <laughs> Here's the fun story about Tushy. Now, this, is a, this is a true story. I'm a consumer and I, I was a customer of Tushy. I have a wife who for years, we've been together 15 years, she has been asking me for, I don't know what, what they, they make them, these $5,000 toilets. George, you follow me here? Or JB, we, we all have, we all have, you know, uh, special wives. Um, not to, not to single you out, Johan, cause yeah. you don't, but, um, <laughs> been there, been there, been there, but, but, but they all, they want these, these really exp they're five grand. And I said, listen, I, I can't, I grew up in Plano, all right, with no money. I'm not spending $5,000 on a toilet. And I swear to God, I was looking on the internet years ago and I see the tushy and it does the same thing. And I'm like, all right, well, honey, I bought you one of those, <laughs> I bought you one of those toilets. Now don't look at the label, 
but and, I, and and here's the deal I, I suck at like building or installing or or doing anything mechanical i put it on myself that is no joke <laughs> i mean and the, i mean your ass is hot you got the water and and i was like this is amazing like i i and i saved you know thousands of dollars can we is everybody backing me up on this <laughs> I love this read. I love this is because I, I I was a supporter of this brand. Anyways, for a limited time, our listeners can get ten percent off their entire order at Hello Tushy, and that's T U S H Y. Hello Tushy.com. Use the code We Do for ten percent off. It's <laughs> uh, some of these things on here I can't say, but listen, dudes. If y'all are like us, and your wife's like. Honey, I want one of those $5,000. You say, sure. And you get them a tushy. HelloTushy.com. Use the code we do. Before we run out of time, one, one guy I really want to uh, talk about is another American. Uh, remember his name, guys. A.J. August. Mm. Signed for the big team in Eos Grenadiers. Born in 2005. Whoa. So he's 18 years old. Uh, you know, if you look at his physiology, he's a one meter 70 and 58 kilos, um, looks to be a climber, but, um, one guy who knows the under 23 category really well, Axel Merckx, he has this, he has this under 23 team, which produces a lot, a lot of really big, big, uh, big riders has been said, has said, this guy is the same as Remco Evenepoel, but with more power. Which that's that's quite a statement. That is quite a statement. And I, you know, until proven, until proven differently, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe him on this. The, yeah, I mean, look, we we look, we've talked a lot about Remco and the shoes that he has to fill. Uh, and now, now I'm just sort of sympathizing uh, with with AJ, but the shoes Remco has to fill in Belgium. But my God. No pressure. <laughs> right. You remind me of Remco, but you just have a lot more power and you're 18 <laughs> years old. I don't and, know. And not only that, but it comes from a big cycling family. The mom rides, the dad rides. His brother is also a very good cyclist, older brother. Um, nice kid. I met him at Nationals this year. Uh, just, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him. And uh, I'm excited to see how strong he is. Apparently, even at, um, they, he was invited to the Ineos camp last year with other really strong U23 guys. And uh, one guy in particular that lives here, um, he said they couldn't, when they would do zone two training, like none of the guys could ride with him because his zone two training was so much harder than their zone two training. Wow. Like he'd be dropping them in zone two training. So the guy's got some uh, mythical stories already behind him. And uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how, I, how well he does. And like you said, multi-discipline can race cycle cross. Yeah. Um, I've, won seen, a big him, cycle cross race I've seen him year. win George two years ago. The uh, first time I heard that name two years ago, this young American guy was part of the USA cyclocross Academy. Mm. Uh, and there's a very famous cyclocross in Belgium on the Koppenberg. Yeah. So it's up and down the Koppenberg and, uh, it's very, very hard. And he won that race as a junior, I guess. Um, like there was nobody else in the race. He was just dominating it and, uh, I've been following him since. And now when I see that Ineos, has signed him at such a young age, they obviously must have seen a huge potential. Yeah. Um, 
you know, with a quote like that, same as Remco, but more power, that is, I don't know if that's good or bad for him. Um, but, but, you know, these kids, man, nowadays, they just, you know, they're strong, they're confident and they just go for it. Yeah, Lastly, I'm start- from, from Rochester, New York, which, uh, you know, as we know, this time of year, uh, it's not very easy for cycling. So it must have a very, uh, you know, tough, tough, uh, physique as well for cycling and uh-huh. can probably handle a lot of tough conditions, which, you know, many of the young riders could struggle with, uh, early on in their careers, but I think he will have, he will not have any issues with uh, the colder weather races. And- yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back on, on, on something with you, Lance, because over the seven years we've been doing this show, I've heard you time and again, start to touch on what you did a second ago. And that's, you don't want to be billed as the next blank. Like that's a tremendous pressure to put on, on a kid and these they're coming over younger. Right. Well, it feels, it feels like it. it, It's, it's all up to the kid. I mean, there's a lot of kids that, that are immune to that. Um, and I think, we're, look, we're talking about AJ, who's an American. I think there, if this develops the way we're, uh, you know, talking about, there will be pressure. American pressure is completely different than Belgian pressure, yeah. right? I to, to to be a to be Remco, right? And and for that country to be so starved, obviously they've had great success, but to you know, success in the tour in yellow, they haven't had so that pressure i mean it, that's a thousand x right that, that's like saying i mean uh you know that's are, are you the next this is the next peyton manning or this is the next gretzky or this is the next jordan that's the equivalent right so we're still talking about cycling in america which takes it down a tone but it, at the end of the day it's up to the and sounds like he's got a great head on his shoulders it's you know some kids be like yeah okay i saw that i read about it that's cool let's get to work <laughs> Others, you know, might freak out. Um, time will tell. Yeah, for me, it's uh, well for all of us on this panel. It's very exciting to have two Americans on Johan's up and comer list. Uh, add add to that our current block of Americans that are over on Europe racing the Pro Tours that are being very successful right now. Uh, so I think the future is bright for American cycling. Johan, do you want to knock out some some other quicker honorable mentions here? Yeah. Well, there's. Two Norwegians, um, probably more, but I, those two, those two on uh, on Visma Lisa bike, and we have to call it Visma Lisa bike nowadays. Uh, the first one, which I think is going to be already performing really well uh, this year, is uh, Johannes Stonemitted, Norwegian guy. Um, he's twenty one years old, um, all rounder, already won. Uh, professional races last year as an under 23 rider won the baby Giro um, very dominantly uh, won the Ronde Lizar, which is uh, also a very uh, high level international climbing race um, and above all he's an all-rounder who can climb um, and and you know has a racing instinct that guy uh, will be performing already during this year and then this this apparently wonder kit um also born in 2005, uh, Jürgen Nordhagen, a Norwegian guy. Um, until last year, he was top level, uh, like elite world cross-country skier, combining it with cycling. Big engines. Yeah. Um, and they've been, he's been labeled as an anaerobic animal. Like, mm. same as you say about AJ August, apparently this guy has an engine, uh, tiny guy, um, 
basically he's shifting from cross country skiing because you know he's so tiny and light that and the courses apparently are favoring the stronger guys nowadays so he's uh, he's going into cycling i mean um I don't think he will be at the world tour team yet. He's signing for the development team of Visma, but uh, he's going to be up there. Um, and then one last guy I want to mention also, but still a junior, uh, also a Scandinavian, a Danish guy, Al Albert Philipson. Um, he's uh, signed up with Little Trek from 2025 on. Uh, they probably will use him or try him out as already in some races. I mean, the advantage of, the, of, of today's cycling is... Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. He's a junior and he's going to race potentially in a world tour event? Or, or they, next, they, year, next year. They can. They can. Um, he's a junior still now. So in theory, he's, he's staying with his junior team. But the world tour teams who have development teams they are able to use these riders in non-World Tour races and then put them back in the development teams. Um, this is why certain teams, they have they have basically a pool of 40 riders they can choose from for non-World Tour races. So Albert Philipson is the wonder boy. Uh, world champion on the road, world champion time trial, European, uh, world, no, sorry, world champion mountain bike, uh, European champion, Danish champion cyclocross. The guy can do it all. Um, uh, he's a junior, so we we we, we have to take it in, in, into account. George, you know it because of Enzo. You know how far advanced is he already physically compared to his age range, right? Because yeah. uh, at 16, 17, some guys are grown men, and other guys are are still underdeveloped. But oh wait, 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 wait! I I once knew a guy like that. Maybe go back to the OTC, like a roll up in nineteen eighty nine. I, I like I I still hardly shave my face. I see this kid. This some bitch has a full beard, full beard. I'm like, who's the dude with the beard? And they're like, oh, that's George. The <laughs> <laughs> beard was a little, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, man, that's a that's a pretty sick beard for a 15 year old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right, so so who is yeah, wait, wait, real quick going back to the Danish kid? How, how long is his? And I, you know, I, this is a serious question. How long is his? Con how long did he sign with Little Trek? Well, I, I don't know, but you know what you see nowadays, the, especially these young kids, they all sign minimum three years, yeah. three oh, years yeah. or more. With that resume and that hype, if I'm him, I'm just saying, it's you. You want to compete in the Grand Tours and you want to optimize the performance. There's only three teams to go to. Just saying. Well, we'll and see. Little, we'll see what little, happens little, with Little, little track. track. You know, it's not, little, it's not one of them. With uh, with the with the entrance of Little as a main sponsor, their budget has increased tremendously. You know, it's all, it's, yeah. it, it's it's all about the people. Well, yeah, money's not... um, I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. You know, there's better teams. There's better teams, but also, you know, I think some of these young guys are probably a little bit wary that they may get lost. You know, in those big teams. Yeah. Uh, it has happened, you know. We've seen, for example, in Ineos when the when 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 and or Sky, you know, when Sky was you know winning tour after tour, we've seen some young riders, big talents, who got lost and and finally you know got burned out and and never made it uh, well, compared to what they were promising. Not only that, when you have a guy like Matt Peterson, who's an established you know veteran on the team, Lidl, perhaps he's you know talking to this kid saying, "Look, I'm going to be." 
over here mentoring you and I got your back. And that's a, you know, that's a huge deal for a young kid uh, being courted by a lot of big teams is to have somebody that you can trust and, you know, have faith in that'll help you succeed in the future. It's so, funny when I saw this guy, when I saw this guy winning the world's, the world road race uh, in, in, in Glasgow, uh, you know, a junior, uh, straight after the finish, I saw one of the top agents, the top agents go to him and he say, Hey, you remember me? <laughs> Two weeks later, it was announced that he signed with him, wow. uh, that he was representing him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where they have to look, but yeah, Albert Philipson, um, big name to remember. All right. Well, you, you heard it from the great's mouth, right? This is what Johan knows better than anybody. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. But before we leave, JB, what do we get? Yeah, we've we got, got some shows coming up. Just give us the just 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 take us on out. Of course, uh, of course, we've got Cross Worlds we're going to be covering this uh, this coming weekend. And if you haven't been following the season of Cross, it has been right. the Vanderpool show for the most part, right? Uh, so we've got that just around the corner. And but also, if you would like to join us for you know we do travel, Perry Roubaix. An experience just like no other. Yeah, Getting to we ride have, out there and everything. We have three spots remaining, so there's only three spots left. Uh, it's an experience I would recommend. Uh, George, as our in-house Paris Best specialist, will be there uh, riding with you guys. We also have the honor to have a three-time winner of the race, Johan Museo with us the whole time, uh, for three days. Um, so we, there will be a casual ride with George and Johan. Uh, they will give you some tips on, on how to ride the cobbles. The Gran Fondo is on Saturday. You can choose out of different, different distances. And then on Sunday, we have the VIP experience, uh, following the race, all private, you know, uh, with, with George, with Johan, with myself. It's something that I will really, really recommend. Um, you can find us on, on our webpage. We do, tra we do dot team slash travel. I tell you not to go back to this, but I mean, I've ridden a little cobbles, not like Roubaix. I don't ever, I'm glad I never did it. Never want to do it. Um, we need to send over some tushies. <laughs> Get you some, how's your ass feel? Don't worry. We brought a bunch of tushies for everybody. <laughs> you did ride, you did ride some Roubaix sections at the Tour that's de France. Not, you did not, great. I, so, I, uh, never, never, I did, I did because that's cause I had to, but never, yeah. you know, never, yeah. true, never five stars, right? Never Aaron Burr. Yeah. Those like, I don't anyways. No, I, I think it's a trip, a trip, George. I mean, back me up on this, but it's a trip to, you will never forget. You know what? Whatever you've seen yeah. on TV is nothing compared to seeing it in real life. You will not believe that the race, the race goes over it at those speeds. You will be able to, you know, witness it on Saturday by yourself. Uh, but, um, but yeah, three, three spots remaining. So um, first comers, first, uh, how do you say that? First. First, first, come, first, first, first come, yeah. first serve. <laughs> yeah, first come, first serve. And there's no way you can properly describe how hard those cobblestones are. So if it's something uh, that's on your list to, to try out, come ride with uh, Johan and I and uh, have a great time. Cool. Nice. All right. Everything, anything else, JB? That is it. That, that's, okay, our, cool. that's our housekeeping for now. Hey, but th thanks for tuning in. You guys write down these names. I, I was serious at the top of the show. I mean, we can go back and retroactively look at all the other years, but the man... 
Johan. The man knows what he's talking about. It'll be fun to see how all this develops and cool to see a couple of Americans up there. So thanks for yeah. tuning in. Thanks, guys. See you guys soon. Ciao. Oh.